Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Harvest Faith. It's been a while since my last podcast. In that amount of time, we've had an insurrection on our nation's capital. We had an impeachment trial, which in all honesty put our entire American democracy on trial. In a winter storm that for some places like Texas was unprecedented. By no means is this an episode to speak strongly on politics. I do want to put that disclaimer out before I dive in, but it's not a subject I ever shy away from. For what we will discuss today deals with government, the government of man and the government of God. Now, I try to keep each episode to about five minutes, so this episode may go over that just a little bit. This is episode 12 of Harvest Faith Podcast, and we're going to be talking about a government that you can trust. All right, welcome back. Let's do a little bit of backtracking of government. The Hebrews never officially had a standard run government. The first leader was Moses. Moses was ordained by God. From Moses, we had Joshua. God then appointed judges who were to judge the people according to Mosaic law. The Israelites became unsteady because they wanted what all other nations around them had. They wanted a king. God finally said, you know what? I'll give you a king, but it's not going to go the way you think it will. Now, fast forward. We have Saul, David, the divinic line of kings, some good, some bad. Finally, God exiled the Israelites because their leaders did not do what they were supposed to do. Now, why is all this important? This quick breakdown shows a transition from what God intended to what the people wanted. Jeremiah 29 and 11 tells us that we don't know the plans of God, but these plans are for our good and not for our evil in order to give us an expected end. When God intends to do something, you can expect the end of it to be in our favor. Now, it may not go in the order that's in our head or in the way that we imagine it, But it goes according to how God planned it. That's where we as a people in our human nature become frustrated. We want life like Burger King has its burgers. Our way, right away. This is why the Israelites wanted a king. The king, in essence, did not represent the rule of God. The king represented the rule of man. It was the dependency on man that brought a nation under subjection to Babylon. Isaiah the prophet had this revelation in chapter 9, verse 6. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. See, a government set up by man, no matter its intention, will end in strife, discontent, division, and turmoil. But as we read in Isaiah, God's government brings peace, stability, 
unity and direction. Now, I'm neither affiliated with Democrats or Republicans. On social views, I'm very moderate to left. Uh, when it comes to policy, I'm more center right. Today's politics gets too caught up on what side of the fence you stand on. Over the last four years, I've seen people support a man whose character was obviously unbecoming. But because that was the face of their party, their support remained. Some even justified that he was a man of God. Now, I'll argue the case that you can tell who's a child of God by how he or she portrays the Bible in their life. Do they exuberate the fruit of the spirit? You know, love, faith, gentleness, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. I'm very cautious when supporting individuals. I have to evaluate the person first. Now, you may say that's being picky, but I understand that my support for that person means I support their actions and inactions, that I would support their words and behavior. What would that say about my character to support an individual who falls into one of the seven categories of what God hates, as explained in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19? I'll hear I'm a Democrat and I support that side or I'm a Republican and that's the candidate. Moses asks a profound question in Exodus 32 and 26. Who is on the Lord's side? On the side of man is distrust and confusion. On the side of the Lord is his good, acceptable, and perfect will. There's his protection and promises fulfilled. Now, I don't want you walking away with the conclusion that you can't trust anyone. We must certainly can. We most certainly can. But that trust in an individual should not hold more weight than the confidence you place in God. This is why Jesus was so upset when it came to the Pharisees. The Pharisees only followed tradition and stood pridefully as politicians instead of relying on faith. In these days, we need a government, a government we can depend on. We need a government, a government that we can trust. And that government, my friends, is on the shoulders of Christ. Hey, family, thank you for tuning in to Harvest Faith. I'll be taking a short break, but when I return, we're going to have some special things included as we start season number two. Thank you for your support. Love you all. I'm Corey. This is Harvest Faith.